ladies and gentlemen. Triple M has rocked Sydney since way back when. While some shows come and go, one show remains. Absolutely brilliant. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. The greatest sports legends. Would you put your hands together? The soundtracks your Saturday mornings. Whoa, 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 whoa. And in 2022, a couple of the stars return to the starting lineup. The best broadcaster in the business, Dan Ganane, and racing royalty, Richard Friedman, join Iron Woman, Candace Warner. Seatbelts on. Welcome. So welcome back. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. What, what is going on? It's a beautiful sunny day. The three of us are in studio. No one's off bereaving or, or sick. or uh, We're all in the same studio. My thanks to Maroon for filling in. I had the flu last week. Maroon said maybe I could get COVID and uh, he could do another <laughs> show. Well, Maroon, maybe I could get hit by a bus. He was very but good. I'm here now. He was very good. I've got no problem with Maroon. I know he's very good. That's why you think I suggested when I said I'm out of play. We also didn't get the opportunity last week to wish you a happy birthday. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah, move yeah. on. Yeah. I spent it in bed. It's, uh, How old, Dan? Old. Uh, Richard Friedman, good morning to you. Good morning. Change the subject, Dan. That's, that's <laughs> well, the prerogative well. of the host. Good to be here. I was in Melbourne last week. It's a beautiful day in Melbourne. You, you know, it was, mm. it was a lovely one. We're going to have a lovely one here. Yes. I brought the weather with me. Oh, did you just? Yeah, Candice Warner, good morning. Thank you. It's really good to be here. I've just come from Netball and, and David's home at the moment. So he's taken over from me. He's now mm. a, a, a proper Netball dad. If there's such a thing, he's on the sidelines screaming out. It was a bit embarrassing. Yeah. I had to tell him What's to he pipe like? down this morning. Really? I did. He gets like that on the sideline? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I'm I got... a bit pissed off with Dave. I was supposed to do the back page the other night, and uh, I get a message. Oh, Dan, not required now. <laughs> Candace brought Dave along to do the show. I mean, fair. Oh, I see. By the way, look at this show. It's not... You know, often we do rugby league, rugby league, rugby league, but we got the Sam Reed from the Swans. That was unbelievable last night at the oh, SCG. What a comeback. They were lucky, Rich. Uh, that they, should have been look, a free they, kick they, of 50 metres. What, after the sirens? <laughs> yes, no, that, I've watched that five times. You're wrong. They're all wrong, the commentators. I'll talk more about that one. Mark Bosnich is going to join us because it's a big period in football. Greg Russ talking motorsport. Now, now Rich loves his cycling. And I said, you get one cycling guest see, a year. See, You're going to spend it today. Well, I don't think there'll be an Australian getting on the podium in the Tour de France, right? There might be one get on the podium in the Giro because Jai Hindley is three seconds off the lead in the general classification. Are you a, are you a cyclist? I have been. So you wear the Lycra? A one-time cyclist. So next time you come in, he I want you the in the Lycra. You don't want to see that. I've no seen one him in the Lycra. He, he's right. No, no one wants <laughs> to see once that. Once you've seen that, you can't unsee it. <laughs> so uh, apparently Mike Tomalaris, we had him booked. I don't know if he'll join us. Justin Langer's got the uh, irrits. We'll hear from him. And uh, uh, talking rugby league as well right after this. And you can call us anytime. One triple three five three. It's the Dead Set Legends here until midday on Triple M. And we do it this week for Primo Meats. Make sure you're wearing protection because it's about to get rough. There it is, that's out. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Ah, Triple M. <laughs> the argument continued in the song. <laughs> Richard, I'm just saying, when, when I hear the experts say that that Swans bloke shouldn't have kicked it into the crowd, I'll listen to him. Well, let, for the, Your for the, for the viewers, for the listeners who didn't see what happened, there was a, a free kick paid right on the siren and young Swan celebrating, picks up the ball and kicks it into the crowd. Now, if that had been done in general play, that would be 50 metres. 
but the siren's gone. What difference does it make? You know what? Bugger the league. We'll do that in a minute. Locke, can you get the audio, please? The finish last night. Uh, this, I think we've got the Channel 7 audio. So Swans are leading Richmond, Candace, 106 100. It's actually a phenomenal comeback. They're down by 33. Yeah. Buddy. Because I switched, okay. I watched it in like oh, the second yeah. half, second quarter. I was watching a bit and then I flicked it and I put it back onto the lead. They were so. gone the first half. So mm-hmm. Buddy carries them on his back, five goals. It's. It's amazing how often the Swans... A big Friday night game, and yep. it's always drama. Anyway, Richmond's coming back. 106-100. Time's running out. This is what happens. It's still possible. With six seconds left, everything would have to go perfectly for the Tigers. What a game. Absolutely superb. What can the Tigers do out of this? It gets to the back, and Prestia, I thought he was held. That's the game. Sydney have come from the clouds. Oh, now he's kicked the ball over the fence. It should be 50. Wowee. If that is a free kick and he's kicked the ball over the fence. Hey, just grab. Oscar. Oscar. Yes, mate. Yes. Play the ball. It's a Prestia kick from there. Yeah, Prestia. Prestia. Well, no. Down Prestia's free kick. Yes, from there. Oh, so it's Prestia's free. But the point the is. 50 metres, I think. No, no. No, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. He didn't hear the whistle. He didn't know. Yeah, That's why I'm asking the question. Have yeah. you that? Yeah. There's, okay, no ex- there's no excuse that he doesn't know. Kick out the siren from here, okay? He's kicked the ball away, knowing it wasn't free. See, this is typical of commentators. They're all against the swans. This won't get the journey. There's no way. Nah. Swans win. Yeah. <laughs> what a lot of crap. You know who kicked it into the crowd? Candace's nephew, Chad Warner. <laughs> yeah, Chad's kicked it into the crowd. But after the siren, after the whistle and after the siren, the result is you get a kick after the siren, and if you go to play on, but you have no choice to play on. Free to play on but the siren doesn't count, Richard. If there's a free kick, there's still one kick yeah. left, and he's booted it into the crowd. But the siren's gone. It's a kick after the siren. You play on, and it's that's it. The only but way he's not entitled score, to play on. It's not his free nah, kick to play nah, on. Nah. The siren went. Once the siren's gone, Rich, game I over. Care less, but now you've actually got me you interested know what? in this argument. I feel argument. like I need to break you guys up now. This is getting really heated. Can you just in the admit studio. the Swans got a little lucky? Can you just admit they played very well? Oh, oh see, this is Rich. why you have no credibility <laughs> as a fan. All right, it was a stirring comeback. They might have just... By the way, the 50-metre free would have put Prestia, what, within very much within kicking Well, he'd have kicked the goal. He probably would have kicked the goal, and it would have been a draw. But suffer, he didn't. (laughs) Can you admit now they got just a touch lucky at the end? Move on, Dan. You know what? I love how loyal you are. I really love their loyalty to the Swans. Do you know what? If you've been kicked to death by Victorian commentators, for like the Swans fans have, you know they're always against. I the will Swans. admit this: when I, they never call it Sydney this, Sydney that. It's always the other team this, the other mm, team yeah. that. Richmond's behind. Uh, Richmond's yeah. coming back. Oh, we it's never Richmond. Sydney's holding on. What about Buddy? 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 You'll probably get time for giving Trent Cochin a slap right after he. Basically ran into it, into Buddy and hit his head on <laughs> Buddy's chin. Cochin. <laughs> hang on. That's like when Peter Caven uh, head-butted the elbow of Tony Lockett. Yeah. He's, he's, he seriously ran into Buddy oh, and, and, and banged his head into Buddy's chin. Buddy slapped him. Buddy will get a week. Cochin should also get a week. What? For being what? For, for running into Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't in general play. 
Anyway, that's a bummer because they got Melbourne next week at the MCG, so uh, they would have loved to have had both. Anyway, look at that, Rich. We opened the batting with the Swans. There you go. And we got Sam Reid coming up in the second hour. League after this. Triple M dead set league. Making a racket. Little tennis joke there. You are the worst umpire that I've ever seen in my life. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Uh, Triple M, Dead Said Legends, we do it for Primo's range of meats, the ham, the bacon, the hot dog balls. I don't know what hot dog balls are, but they're part of the Primo range and the stackers range, they're mmm, Primo. Yes, yummy. <laughs> Dead Said Legends, Richard. <laughs> Every time I hear that song, I always think of those those thousand people in Italy that did that song live. You can see it on the internet. You put in, a, put in learn to fly thousand people, it comes up. All right. Yeah, and it's good. Okay. Is it a Foo Fighters concert, or they're no, just doing it on their own? They got a thousand musicians, oh, drummers, yes, guitarists, that. singers yes. to play this song together. It's a, for, how can you get a thousand people in sync? Mm. Uh, well, they did. Absurd. Uh, that was a crazy night of league last night. Well, not so much the first game. Penrith, do it again. My God, they they just suffocate teams. Oh, I, I looked at the Toto try. It, it's like a computer program where the last line of the code is Toto scores in the corner, and someone just pressed enter. It just goes click, 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 click. You can see it happening. You know, the other team can see it. It's like they've seen the axe fall. They can't do anything about it. It was, uh, I don't know, boring is not the word because it wasn't mm. boring, but it's... It's metronomic. It's, it's obvious what's going to happen. It's almost yeah. mechanical. You know, the, you know the scary thing, Ken, is the Cowboys had a red-hot go. Yeah, they did. And the, and the Cowboys have been playing some really good football. But the thing that I'm so impressed about Penrith is every week... They have a target on their head. Every team plays their best to try to knock them off, to knock their heads off, and they keep delivering. Mm. Their, their depth is huge, and everyone says, oh, Origin's coming up. They're going to have six or seven players out, but I, I don't see it being a problem for them. Well, even if it is, they're four points clear, So, and Melbourne's going to be missing a few, so they're probably going to win the minor premiership pretty comfortably. Mm -hmm. But this time last year, they were 12-0. and Last year, this year, they were 11-1, and so well done to the Panthers. I've got to say, that, that crowd there... Look, they know a good thing when they've got it. 17,000 for a 6 o'clock Friday game. Now, you've got to think how many people are, are, are not at Penrith and they've got to race home, scoop up the kids, get to the ground. That's a shocking time slot, particularly at Penrith, and they still nearly filled the and, joint. And the weather's not exactly balmy, is it? No. You know, you're, you're, yeah. you're battling the elements. Ah, credit to them. They're supporting their team. I watch them when they win. I think no one will ever beat them. No one will ever beat them. And then like, a team doesn't. I'm shocked. You know, Rich, I'm the same as I'm thinking only injuries are going to boot, knock yeah. this team off. Absolutely. Mel I don't think Melbourne can get caught. I don't think anyone. Parramatta seemed to challenge them, but yep. Penrith are at their best. Anyway, well done. 22 points to mm -hmm. nil. Did you catch the other game? That was bonkers. That was unbelievable. Uh, it was uh, Titans had it all their way in the first half. They were up 24-4 and then did not score another point in the second half. They, but they were making some stupid decisions. Uh, you know, the short kickoff after, you know, the Broncos scored. The Broncos had three tries in about five yeah. minutes. They're just – the thing I'm finding with the Titans, they're just mentally – they're not there. They're the most mentally bereft team I've ever seen. Yeah. Just the, the, the baffling things they do. Mm -hmm. And you knew at 24-4, if the Broncos score next – they're going to mount some sort of comeback because that's what the Titans are. But what about, did you hear, Rich, the crowd, the home crowd booing Payne Haas? Mm. Yeah, it's uncalled for. Mm. All game. Oh, I don't oh, know no. if it's uncalled for. Oh, come on. I know booing's not good. But you they, don't they, boo your own player. Yeah, but this is a player who, 
has got a contract until 2024. He's being paid very well, $800,000 a year, has asked for, now that he's got a new management, has asked, I want an increase to a million dollars this season, a million dollars next year, and then 1.2. Let's not forget, Reynolds is on $800,000. This Payne Haas was signed as an 18-year-old for around $600,000 after three matches and a Rico. So So what you're saying is these fans mm. would rather see their team get beaten which is a possibility when no, you start no, booing they, your they, own no. player, then, you know, have a they crack They weren't booing Haas. the team. They weren't booing the team. They were booing Payne Haas because they've been so loyal to him the on team, and he? off the field, and he's just want a, wants a, a, an immediate release because he's not getting his own way. Um, Corey Parker said it best this week. Just, you know, no player is bigger than the club. Let him go. I was fascinated by his reaction. He was with um, Darren Lockyer after the game. Uh, no, Payne Haas, if we can play that. was the last 48 hours, mate? Uh, it's been tough. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, usually not one to get rattled, but when I heard the booze come out, I said, oh, I'm not running the ball. It rattled me a bit, but uh, I had to compose myself and um, just stay in the game and do my job for the team. So he wasn't as good as he normally was. He was okay. He was fine. Mm. He yeah. Did, did, did his job. Of, did a couple of, had a couple of big plays, yeah. threw one of the players into the end goal. But I wonder if that reaction... The, and, and and what you heard from him is going to affect what he does going forward. I think so. And you could see he was rattled. Um, even after the game when the team was celebrating, he wasn't really involved with the team song. He was sitting on his own. And then Adam Reynolds came and sat he next to him out. and sort of, he wants out because he's not getting paid enough. He thinks, but for a prop, do you think $1.2 million when Adam Reynolds is on 800? 1.2, like, they come on. They paid 4.1 million for a broodmare last week. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. but he you got, can't explain these he things. He got paid overs from the start. So, I mean, he's getting paid really well. Well, no, he's earning that money. And, and is he worth more? Probably. But that's the prop. When you sign for security, mm. which he did... Yep. You've got to give a little back. Exactly. You know, and they, they've, they've handled him off. I mean, he has not got a clean sheet. They, he has a lot of misdemeanours off the field that they've supported exactly him. exactly right. Uh, yeah, so I think he's, you know, he's, he's, man, he's got a new management, and, and I just think that they've just made the, a Selling really bad decision. Selling a bit dicey decision. there yeah. because the old management's with him till 2024, so it's in their interest to kill this current deal, yes. even though I think the old manager still gets paid. I don't know. It's all very complicated. We'll talk about Manly copping a $25,000 fine. Touch harsh to me, Rich, but anyway, yeah. we'll do that a little bit later. I don't think we helped bringing it up on the show last week <laughs> at length. Triple M did said legend. Sorry, Des. When talking sport 24-7 is barely enough. Did you ever shut up? This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Unbelievable. With Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Dead Set Legends Sports Update. Gee, we play that song a lot. Uh, winners in league last night. Nothing wrong with it? Oh, it's not our best. Penrith and the Broncos oh, winners niche. last night. As we were talking about, the Swans hung on to beat Richmond by a goal at the SCG. Sam Reid going to join us after 11. Um, next up, the undefeated Melbourne at the MCG. Now, who would have thought that an Australian swim team with multiple Olympic gold medalists like Emma McKeon and Kaylee McEwen and Ariane Titmus and the likes of the Campbell sisters and Zach Stubbledy-Cook would now have Cody Simpson as the face of the team. I didn't see anything else last week in Adelaide other than Cody Simpson, Cody Simpson, Cody Simpson. Now, this seems like a sweet young kid, Candice. I only know he's a star because people tell me he's a star. Yep. You know what? It's pretty remarkable, and I think it's what Swimming Australia needs. For so long, uh, it's sort of, it's been dead. 
Um, and he's come along, and he hasn't been given this spot in the Australian swim team. He's had to earn it, and to earn a spot in that swim team is incredibly hard. You have to take your hat off to him because he's left his life in L.A. behind. He's he's forgot about music for the time being. He's spent four hours a day in the swimming pool, Mm. morning and night, and it's just something that as a young boy he had this goal and his dream to be um, in the Australian swim team. This is the first time he's ever been in the team, and you could just see when he got that text message to say that you've made it. It was it was yeah. really emotional. And but- the great thing about swimming is it's a meritocracy. But the fascinating thing, Rich, is <laughs> really the lo- the love triangle. You know what? Both now you Richard last Hang week on. was obsessed with it, and now you are. I didn't know we but talked about it last we week. We didn't, but I'm just oh, saying no, we that Hang we on, talked on. about it. You, a you're not interested in Kyle Chalmers. Not interested in going to the world in mm. what was it the hundred is it the hundred fly? Yep. And then all of a sudden no. the new kid in town, Cody Simpson comes along, he's dating the ex flame, and then King Kyle says, Oh, you know what? I might just swim in the world. Sorry, Cody. Third place, Cody. You yep. don't get to go to the worlds anymore. But this is what happens with swimming. And we we saw it years ago with Michael Phelps from America at the national championships, which is the trials. They do everything to see what um, you know they can qualify for. Then they have a look at the program at the World Champs and and they decide or the Commonwealth Games and decide what they want to go in. So see, this all came up too because Dan in the break said, you know, when I talk about the love triangle, there's no triangle. Triangle right. means three. Yeah, you're right. right. One you're bloke's. Right. He's the third wheel. Yes. He's just sitting at home. He's the third wheel. Mm. He's the, the scarred no triangle. one. But he is obviously scarred because he's pulled out of the World Champs. Um, with mental fatigue. Yes. So uh, I, I hope he gets better because we definitely need him. Does that in, mean in Cody's the... back in? Well, I don't Well, he's know going to the com game. Yes. Yeah. Cody, yeah. So he's part of the but team. But if he doesn't go to the world champs, hey, I've does, got a does question. he get back in? Mm-hmm. Speaking of Cody, does anyone know, and I'm not being a smartass, does yep. anyone know a Cody Simpson song? Yes. To me, he's like, do you just? I do. What's it going? Every hour, na-na-na-na-na. <laughs> that one. That's the one that he did when he was like thirteen. That but he toured with been Justin any one Bieber of and every thousand songs. No, no, he, he was you know, cute. No, 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 no. To me, he's a bit like Keith Urban. I, I don't know any Keith Urban song, but I know Keith Urban's a star. Yes, yeah. Right. So um, people tell me Cody Simpson is, he is this a, big. Yeah, he, he was sort of like the undercard. I don't know how you say it in the music world for um, Bieber for for a long time. And if you weren't a Bieber. You were a Simpson. A believer. Right? A believer. A believer. A believer. Yes. So, You're okay. a Simpson. Yeah. Now, we, oh. we always give away a prize to our favourite caller, which is a double pass to oh, Liam no. Gallagher. Don't do this. At the Aware Super... Where's the Aware Super Theatre in July? Don't um, do this, So, uh, the first person who can sing a Cody Simpson song, <laughs> no! I'll give you this, Every Liam. minute, every hour... <laughs> Of the no, day, no, 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 no. One triple three five three. Hey, French Open uh, week one sprinkled with more incidents. Mm. What is it? It gets worse and worse. You had Andre Rublev almost took out a court sweeper. He hammered a ball into a chair. It bounced off. Nearly took out a, sw- a sweeper. And then you had a female player, Irina Camelia Bagu. She bounces a racket into a crowd. It nearly takes a kid's head off. Yeah. What's going on in tennis? Yeah. No, I don't know. They're just getting a bit out of control, aren't they? You know, they've taken all the points off Wimbledon now and all the players say, oh, that's fair enough, you know, they shouldn't have get any points at Wimbledon, but all the leading players who depend on keeping a certain ranking to keep their sponsors on board, oh, they're all filthy. So hang on, is this because of their stance on Uh, Russia? Because Mm. they've eliminated the Russian and and Belarusian players. Mm. 
they've they've said, oh well, you you know your uh, you know what bad your points ranking comes out as bad well. Bad luck to Wimbledon if they're going to go and make these political decisions, mm. then the ATP or whoever it is should do that. All right. Triple M. <laughs> Mark Bostich is going to join us next. This is the uh, Dead Set Legends on a Saturday morning. Get your helmet on. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner. Triple M Dead Set Legends, one of our old friends, Rich, from the old days. Ah, yes. We got him back. One of the greats. Mark Bosnitz, this is the right time. We, got, uh, we had the big uh, A-League Barcelona game the other night, Champions League tonight, which Boz is part of with Stan. You've got... What an unbelievable Premier League day that was last Sunday. Boz, good morning. Good morning, Dan. Hey, Rich. Hello, hey, Boz. Hey, Bozzer. How are you? Did yeah, you guys good. see any the Premier League on Sunday night? Mm. It ca- cannot be replicated in any other sport <laughs> in the world. What happened? Liverpool and Man City were going toe-to-toe, and the fans had radios to their ears, and Man City would score, and the Liverpool fans had, you know... <laughs> Boz... It, it cannot be replicated anywhere else in the world. In, well, other, I, in your sport, yes, but not in any other sport. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. I was going to say, yeah, look, one of the other things that was great uh, for that as well is that you had supporters, for example, of, of Leeds and Burnley also with the transistor area because if one of them lost and the other one won, one of them would have been relegated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that that was in terms of first past the post, the way you know the, we, the way we decide uh, titles. No, that you're exactly right. But if if you um, if you have promotion relegation, <laughs> uh, you can have it replicated. The other thing as well, which is important, that you kick the games off all at the same time, mm. um, and then you you can able to have that, like the shows that you have. They have a show called the Goal Rush where they have the main game on, but all the other results are popping up. Then, then they'll say, for example, now we'll cross over, you know, to the Sydney Football Stadium, for example, where St George are losing to South, which will mean that St George will not be playing, you know, in the Premiership yeah. next year. That that type of stuff. That's all. But it was amazing, like you said. Um, I feel very sorry in a way for Liverpool. Um, you know, even though like I've told millions of people growing up as a young kid at Man United, you were taught that they were, let's you put it this way, your mm-hmm. greatest rival. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, they had a fantastic season. They only lost two games in the league all season, yet they still finished one point behind Manchester City, who won their fourth title in five years. Congratulations to them! It's just so hard to win over 38 games. So, if Liverpool doesn't win tonight against Real yeah. Madrid, yeah. They're going to walk away with two trophies, right? The Carling Cup yeah. or whatever it's called now. And that's the right, League Cup. And that's the it, FA the Cup. League Cup and yeah. the FA Cup. Are they yeah. going to see it as a failed year? No, no, they won't. Look, at the start of every season, um, and this thing, every manager that I had, and that includes Sir Alex, would always say at the start of every season, uh, what we want to do is win one major trophy. That's all. That's a successful season. Do you think their fans think that way, Boz? Uh, probably not. And if they, like I said, if they lose in the morning, um, they definitely won't. They'll be... They'll be devastated for quite some time but also leaves something for them to then to strive for say look we went close one year let's let's maybe try to do it another year um but there'll be no taking away tomorrow is the biggest game in world football um it's arguably the biggest game um it would maybe the exception of the world cup final um but in in terms of quality definitely uh is is the biggest game so you know you want to be champions you know if you if you win the you know if you win that you've got a chance to be world club champions um, that you know, the vast majority of the footballing world will be watching it. So, of course, it's going to be a disappointment. But like I said, give it a month or so, and you look back and you say, "We won two cups." That is like, hey, that's still better than last season. We didn't win anything. Now, Bozza, the A League um, All Stars beat Barcelona last yes. night, three two, and we saw Dwight, your coach, for the first time. Uh, we know yes. that he's going to be coaching Macarthur, so it, it's yes. really exciting to see him back um, amongst 
Uh, you know, back on our no, soil. Barcelona one, didn't they? Yes, yeah, Barcelona. Oh, Barcelona. Yeah. Yes, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. Barcelona sorry. Fans no, 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 no. Be... Right. My That's bad, right. my bad. You're no, 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 no. I did that a million times. No, 100% right. Um, it, look, for me, like I said, that all-star game is is a very important thing, especially for the developing footballing countries like Australia. It's great to have the, the biggest teams, not just any team, the biggest teams down here, wherever it's pre-season, or end of season. There's no other. There's no other way you're going to get. It. And it's also important that it's an entertaining game. And that was entertaining with a capital E. Now, I never asked you, Boz, before we go. Yeah. Allegra and Cassius. Did they ever take yes. up football? Uh, well, Cassius. Cassius plays. Uh, well, he goes every every Saturday morning to Bronte and every Tuesday night to Rushcutters Bay. Uh, Allegra. Allegra's uh, no. Allegra's into the dancing and she, into the. Well, she goes to NIDA every Saturday morning. Uh, into the into uh, instruments and all that. So once they're not, into the dancing, boss, yeah. you can't, uh, yeah, you exactly. can't get them out of it. The acting, acting, and everything like that, mind you. But little Cassie, he acts quite a lot as well. Don't worry about yeah, that. He's <laughs> not a goalie, is he? Uh, no, you know he's not a goalie. He's not a goalie. Put it this way: he's anything he puts his mind to. Put it that way. Good boy. Yeah, that's that, yeah, <laughs> that's well, good. Yeah, well, well, yeah, maybe not as maybe for you guys it is. Not as <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like father, like son. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, well, that's what Yorkie said last night. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you on soon, Boz. Oh, it'd be great to go and great to speak to you. So you take care. See you, brother. See you, Boz. Triple M. This is the Dead Set Legend. Game, set, and match. The cliches time permitting. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner. You know, I heard this song gets a run more than once in the sequel. It bloody better. This movie is going to get people back to the cinema, Candace. Yeah, you reckon? I think this is the one after two, two and a half years. Maybe a lot of blokes, maybe mm-hmm. not so many women, but this is going to get people back. The Has cinema. the Navy chipped in to, you know, drive recruitment? Has that happened again? What? Why have you got to be so cynical? <laughs> well, so am I going to start seeing you walking down Coogee Bay Road just in the aviators? Just uh, I've already got the aviators. Yeah. Okay, all There's right. No, you know, the no, mirrored ones. He's going to go out cruising. Mm. Get it? See what I did there? Oh, hang on. That that's a whole different kind of. Oh, I see what you said. Hey, get out. Give us a tip, Richard. Jeez, you, you're due for a winner, mate. Oh, it's you know true. What? I'm, I'm not tipping any more of my horses because people come up and say, oh, that was no good. You can tip them a winner the week before. Tip them one loser. Anyway. Well, it's more than one. You're yeah. about 40%. Oh, now, the last thing you always about a $6 shot, so tipping. that bought you some time. But that you know, time's starting week, to run out. Last week, I tipped one of mine. I said, oh, at big odds, it could, it could fall into a place here, go each way. I tipped the wrong one. The other one fell oh. into a place. That doesn't help and us. big odds. But, you know, okay, I got it wrong. I'm going in at Eagle Farm, the big meeting this afternoon. Mm. It's, it's the big Group 1 meeting. They've got the Doomed Cup on the meeting. It's, 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 it's a big one. Um, race six on the card. Mm. I'm tipping number five, Flying Crazy. Now, he's won his last two. In Ooh, fact, he's won bucks. three of his last four, but he's still at pretty juicy odds. He's shortening in the market, but he's about $7 Ooh, at the moment. Good track. It's got a good record on good. Yeah. And as you're right, 7 bucks. I see on the He's got a bad draw, here. 15 It's okay. not a great draw. Mm. But, you know. but it's got Karen McAvoy. Can ride. You've talked me into it. I think we need to have a punters club. The three of oh, us. Oh, no. How about Richard just tips winners? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no punters club. Eagle, nah, you know what? I'm with you. <laughs> oh, I'm no. with, I have to promote the bet with mates thing, which is great, but aren't you just asking for trouble? I love their ads. You know some of the ads where they have the guys on the horse in the, dressed as the knights? 
Yeah. He, says, he says, yeah, mate, but we're still in the quaddy over here. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I just love that. Eagle Farm, race seven, number five, flying crazy. Big second hour, catching up with one of the swans, talking cycling. Greg Rust as well. Jeez, yes. we've got all the sports covered today. <laughs> and we'll hear from Justin Langer at his angry best. Triple M dead set legend. Ladies and gentlemen, the best broadcaster in the business, Dan Ganane and racing royalty, Richard Friedman. Join Iron Woman, Candice Warner. Welcome back. All right, we've got a lot to get through. Uh, Sam Reed from the Swans join us after this. You've got your cycling man, Mike Tomolaris. The voice, the Australian voice of cycling, the original and the best. Yes, uh, he'll join us. Uh, Justin Langer, we'll hear from him. Nice and cranky. And Greg Rust as well. <laughs> and Richard's list of grievances. And look, we're not going to do the Candace NBA player story, but I'll just say the Boston Celtics are playing this morning. Anyway, Triple M Dead Set Legends. <laughs> Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. We've been there for it all. Four and twenty, Australia's original fan food. Now, the Dead Set Legends Play of the Week. It's still possible. With six seconds left, everything would have to go perfectly for the Tigers. What a game. Absolutely superb. What can the Tigers do out of this? It gets to the back and press here. I thought he was held. That's the game. Sydney have come from the clouds. Oh, now he's kicked the ball over the fence. It should be 50. <laughs> but that's where we... Yeah, happy, Rich. We cut it there at the end of the controversy. Swans, that's the play of the week. Swans winning by a goal over <laughs> Richmond. There was no controversy there. <laughs> Nothing. I, I no, bet you the guessed. The siren went. The game's over. I bet your guest even admits they were a touch lucky at the end. Go on. Well, we're bringing in a guest now to talk about this match. It was one of the fantastic performances from the Swans. They were gone yeah. at halftime. No, sure but they were just gone. That, that Richmond had played such a great first half, and then, like the Swans can do, they came back. And Sam Reid's been one of the big stars at the Swans for many, many Long years. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and was another one. He joins us now. G'day, Sam. G'day, guys. How are you? Oh, well, we're well. Well now, done, mate. Well done. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. It was uh, yeah, it was a bit closer than we would have liked, but yeah. um, <laughs> it was a good comeback. Now, did you? Now, can you admit touch lucky at the end? It could have been oh, a fifty on. against. Yeah, come on! I said I was going to ask. Well, touch well when it's, when you're here on the microphone, the whistle's very clear. But I can tell you right now, when there's thirty-two pretty loud fans and the siren goes, you can't hear much. So I'll give benefit of the doubt to Chatty that I don't think he heard anything. <laughs> yeah, match was over. You know, what was he going to do? Play on? See, match was over. So he can be magnanimous, Richard. At no. least he could admit, yeah, I'm a fan, maybe, but the crowd was loud. I'm a fan. <laughs> but you, you, the game, you know, was, was all going one way. They, they were just, you know, intercept marks, and that's how they play their game, uh, Richmond. But you guys... You got your game going in the second half, where you started to play off the the back line. There, they start the they start the push from the back line straight into the forward fifty, and it all started to come together. Yeah, it did. I mean, we we shuffled a couple of things at half time, and um, I think Millsy was was massive um, going back into the spare, and he was able to uh, set up our backs and be a bit of a general down there, and 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 impact the high balls. And then when we came forward, we knew that they were going to have an outnumber, so we just had to sort of bring it to ground and. Um, we've got you know some of the, the more dangerous forwards in the comp when the, the ball hits the deck. So uh, we knew we were going to be outnumbered up forward and just bring it down and, and try and get the job done, and, and we did. It was good. Buddy was back to you know his best last night scoring uh, five goals, was it? Um, he yep. was instrumental in the team's win. 
he was, and he, you know, I mean, it doesn't take much from him. He only needs a little bit of space, and he can do some um, pretty special things, and he can still do it wherever he is, 33, 34 years old. So it's <laughs> pretty amazing. But, um, yeah, best seat in the house out there next to him. It's been up and down a little bit, hasn't it, the last few weeks? You've, you, I, I, I don't think, and I think it's fair to say, you haven't been at your, not your personal, but the team hasn't been at their brilliant best the last mm. couple of weeks. But it just seemed like the second half of, of last night's match it was back to the swans we'd been seeing earlier. Yeah, I mean, the last two weeks have probably um, been a similar story both weeks. I mean, against Carlton last week, uh, we had a fair lapse in the second quarter and, and that, you know, they were out to however many points it was and it was a similar story last night where um, those lapses in games, we've, we've been really good for the majority of games. Um, we've won a lot of quarters over the course of the year. It's just um, the quarters that we haven't won, it's that, that, you know, I've probably been able to pile on a couple of goals. So, um yeah, I mean, we wouldn't have we would have liked to go into halftime last night a bit closer, but um, it was a it was a really strong effort by the boys just to um, take a stand and absorb you know a, a really hot game it was the pressure was you know really really high uh, for the entire game, so we we're able to absorb it a bit in the second half and um, and give it back to them and get the job done. Just those those ordinary quarters, like the previous match, you won three of the four quarters, but the 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 bad quarters really bad. What, what is that? What have you put that down to? The you know, in the the download after the match. Um, I mean, we're looking into them. You know, it, it's, it's, it can be as simple sometimes as our pressure dropping, and it's amazing the um, correlation between a pressure rating on a game um, and and how the team's going, um, even on the scoreboard. So the defensive side of it with pressure is probably the most important thing. And when that drops, then uh, we don't score, and, and the opposition scores too easy. So uh, majority of the time, it's that. And then there's, I mean, sometimes there's 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 some things we never picks up, like last night with Millsy going back as a spare. Um, you know, tactical changes that can that can happen. Um, but I mean, it varies week to week. But the main thing is that pressure. Well done, Sam. I mean, we've had a bit of fun with the free kick at the end, but there is nothing like the SCG when it is rocking. And there's thirty-two thousand there, and the, they had an influence. You blokes came home like a train. Well done. Seven and four Swans are going well. Good on you, Sam. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. Triple M, a lo- absolute pleasure. Triple M, Greg Rust is going to join us on the other side of this for Bendix Breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. We do a bit of motorsport. Triple M, Dead Set Legends. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner, the Triple M, Dead Set Legends. Triple M, Dead Set Legends, Candace Warner, Richard Friedman, Dan Ganane. What a big weekend coming up in motorsport. Rusty's Motorsport Update. For Bendix, Bendix breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. And why it's one of the best weekends, Candice, is the Monaco Grand Prix. Yes. See, people like you, all the rich people, you know, with, <laughs> on their boats. And, uh, oh, you have you and Dave you got a place at Monaco yet? No, no, we don't. Just Maroubra. Well, it's coming, though. No, it, it's not. Keep getting those million-dollar co- Hey, be proud of it. I'm very proud of it. You paid no. a lot of money to hit a ball. Yeah, but I would like to go to this Grand Prix. Hey Rusty, good morning. Uh, before good morning. we get before we get the Ferraris and and Daniel Ricciardo having some struggles, I, I read some interesting stuff that Monaco, because of America's rise and uh, sort of the rise of F one around the world, sort of Monaco's being left behind. That can't be right, can it? This is a really interesting talking point, okay? So the reason people like Candace and others want to go there is because there is nothing <laughs> like it. Uh, it. You know, you're off the back of the Cannes Film Festival. But they, they, the races talk about it, Dan, like, you know, if it was anywhere else in the world, you wouldn't do this, but it's Monaco, right? It's a bit like racing shopping trolleys around your living room, they used to say. <laughs> but 
I mean, it's an amazingly cool thing. It's a jewel in the crown for the sport. There's no way they'll ever leave that. I, I think the thing they're probably talking about is trying to finesse what they can within the space they can operate. That's that's probably the key thing. But there's no way in a million years they'll leave that place, not at all. Um, Ferrari's uh, fastest in practice last night, and as I said, it's just not happening for Dan. At the moment, no. Uh, so Charles Leclerc, quickest in both practice sessions. So they're looking strong straight out of the box, heading into qualifying tonight. Dan was actually in the top seven in practice one, only a tenth of his teammate Lando Norris, who was fifth fastest. Now, Ricardo's basically said, we tuned her up for practice session number two but we probably went too aggressive with what we did and through the the, the swimming pool section of the track um he, he put it in the fence so he didn't get much running in practice two sadly uh, that's not good going into qualifying tonight but at least uh, there is a little bit of positives to build on from from session one rusty indy 500 is on as well and the aussie born scott dixon took pole um with an insane run he did, Candice, and the Kiwis uh, claim him because he, he grew up there, basically, <laughs> but he was born in Brisbane, you're right. Um, the run was phenomenal. So this race has been going for 106 years, right? That was the second quickest run we've ever seen in qualifying. The top speed was off the charts, 234 mile an hour, which is something like 370-odd days wow. an hour. So uh, super fast. McLaughlin, Scott McLaughlin, the ex V8 champion and Bathurst winner, is buried in the pack, but... He said overnight or in the, in the last few days, and they've got some very good engineers there, and it's a little like Bathurst. The crazy things happen with some smarts. You can creep up on it. So he's, he's not out of the game either. Neither's Will Power. All right. And, and just before we go, <clears throat> no supercars on this weekend, but a number of the drivers are actually going overseas to take in some of these events. Absolutely. So Shane Van Gisbergen, who's dominating supercars at the moment, is in Monaco to take in the race. So is former Bathurst winner uh, Nick Perkat. Neil Crompton, legend commentator. He's on the ground at the Indy 500. I saw that. Yeah, and of course the race uh, is being called by Lee Diffie, who's doing some incredible things for NBC from, you know, calling the 100-metre final at uh, in, you know in the athletics in Tokyo, and he's calling that big race, the Aussies. So really cool thing. Good on you, Rusty. Uh, we'll catch you next week, brother. Take care, guys. Thank you as I clear my throat. Bendix breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. Triple M. If it happens on the field, in the change rooms, or the car park... Hear about it here. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, Candace Warner. Triple M Dead Set Legends. You've done it, Rich. You've got your cycling break on the show. Which yes. One and of the greats. He's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a mainstay of the coverage. He's a St. George boy. He's a good bloke. He's, he's the voice. He's Australian voice of cycling. And he joins us on the show. Mike Tomalaris, good morning. Oh, good morning, Dan. You're a good bloke. There's not many of us left, is there, Rich? No, 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 just you and me. Hey, <laughs> what about this? Dan doesn't realise how big this is. Giro d'Italia, probably the yeah. second biggest Grand Tour in the world, and we've got an Australian right there to win it. Dan, let me educate you, mate. Uh, European cycling is up there with yeah, football, soccer, motor racing, golf, and then you've got cycling. It, this is huge, and the fact that we don't get much media coverage uh, for events like the Tour of Italy, the Giro, as it's uh, commonly called in Italy, is is a damn shame. And it's great that Richard has uh, reached out to me to explain to you <laughs> that we've got an Aussie in second place in uh, the second biggest bike race of them all. This is a three-week marathon, just like the Tour de France is in July. Throw in the Tour of Italy, and with an Aussie up there on the podium, and he will finish on the podium with two stages left. I'm talking about Jai Hindley. He will finish on the podium, all things being equal, and he stands or sits upright with the rubber down. 
uh, in uh, Verona when the conclusion of the Tour of Italy takes place in the early hours of Monday morning. This is an incredible achievement. And, right. and Consider he's only, me educated. He's, <laughs> done. Um, he's only three seconds off. Can he make that up? Is, is it possible for him to make that up, Mike? Yeah, look, he is uh, rich. Uh, he is three seconds behind. That's nothing after nearly 3,500 kilometres of racing over the most unhostile, what's the word? Inhospitable. Inhospitable inhospitable, uh, uh, terrain. Um, They're in the Dolomites. There's one more mountain stage to go, and that's tonight. And tomorrow, the three-week race will wrap up with an individual time trial. How good is Jai in the race against the clock? He is good. But he's up against Richard Carapaz, who wears the leader's jersey. He's in first place three seconds ahead. Now, that's nothing, but Carapaz is also the time trial national champion of his nation, yeah. Ecuador. So he's very good at that discipline. It's going to be fascinating. It's going to go down to the wire. So I'm, I've got my fingers crossed for Jai. You're a very good salesman, Mike. I'll do you a deal. I've got to cut you off because we're running out of time, but yep. can we get you on during the Tour de France? Uh, of course you can. No worries. Now, will this bloke, yes or no, Heinle, does he go in the Tour de France or does he burn all his energy here? No, he's never done the Tour de France. Uh, I'd like to see him there. He could have... Uh, look, if he is selected, he'll be there as a, su- a support rider okay. for his team leader. Okay. But it's handling. It's handling. I'm sorry, Let me sorry. educate you there. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Mike Tomolaris, thank you for joining us, Dead Set Legends. Make sure you're wearing protection because it's about to get rough. There it is, that's out. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Deadset Legends Sports Update. Right, you know by now, Penrith won, Broncos won, Swans in a heart stopper against Richmond. Just got enough time to play this. I've been threatening to play this all day. Justin Langer at some business lunch in WA. Uh, I don't think he's over being given the... You can understand it, but I don't think he's over being given the bullet by uh, Colin Australia. The day I resigned, the day after I spoke to the... Chairman, the standing chairman of the Cricket Australia board, and the first thing he said to me was, oh, it must make you feel good that all your mates are supporting you in the media. I said, yeah, it is, acting chairman. With all due respect, those mates are also the all-time greats of Australian cricket. They are the fabric of Australian cricket. They are Australian cricket. They also work all around the world in cricket. So, yeah, I'm glad my mates are looking after me. Well... Imagine if you had of. That's just... That's quite extraordinary, isn't it? He Ooh. just gave it to the, to the chairman. Just gave it to him. Mm. It just... Um, you know, Justin Lee is very passionate... Is, is intense at what he does. Um, well, that's but, the word, intense. Yes, um, but, yeah. Are you surprised by that? You've probably had a bit of interaction oh, with Justin. Look, Justin Langer is a, is a great guy. We've had a great relationship, and, and we continue to have a really good relationship with him, even though he's not. Yeah, but the um, players pushed him out, Candice. You don't know that. You're right. I but think Cricket Australia dealt with it poorly. Yes, I think everyone would agree with that. Yes. Triple M did said legends. Get your helmet on. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner. Triple M Dead Set Legends, it's been a fun show. It's nice to have us all here at yeah, the same it time. it is. It is fun. Now, Richard, uh, I'm a bit worried about your grievance here, what right. you were complaining about midweek. McDonald's are a major sponsor of this station. 
No, no, I'm not talking about McDonald's. I've got something far more important okay, to talk about. You're worried about the Australiano coffee. Oh, but that, anyway. is, that is. No, no don't no, get no. me started, right? Richard. Button down flies, all right? <laughs> oh. They, what's, what kind of sadistic Mr. Cruel figured out button down flies? I only got one old pair of jeans with a button down fly, right? You're in there. You're fiddling around, trying to get your buttons undone. It's not like women. Yes, we know how it works. Like you, you, you go in the cubicle. You're on your own. Right? Yeah, we're shoulder to shoulder. Right? You don't want to be mucking around down there. Right? Yeah. And then after it, you certainly don't want to be mucking around down there. You know, it's, it's all bad. But the whole thing's bad. It should be bad. Do you know Very what's George worse though? Is mature men like you, you forget to do your fly up. So if you've got the buttons there, you have to do it up. The amount of times That's I've seen point. more mature men walking around with their what fly undone. What do you mean more undone. mature men? Old blokes. Old that... blokes like you with their fly undone. <laughs> it's not okay. What? By the way, can I just <laughs> confirm? Was it deliberate care? Magic <laughs> round, a couple of visits to the Suncorp bathrooms. <laughs> the not good. Queensland uh, bathroom to washing hands ratio is not getting any better. Ah, oh, yeah. They're... It is a disgrace. Yeah. Yeah. It's the it's the hit and run in there, isn't it? Oh, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, uh, on that note, game set and match, and other cliches time permitting. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candice Warner.